How do you know every detail of my worst fucking memory? I read your Tumblr. What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best Westworld podcast covering the third season of Westworld. And I'm going to say it, the third best episode. Here, here's the thing. I'm glad we had an extra <laughs> you, day. I'm glad we had an extra day because I felt the same way after I watched it the first time. But, okay. Okay. First of all, first of all, they're obviously, they're obviously building up to an, oh no, we're, we're actually in the computer simulation the entire time twist. 100% they're building to it. Hey, you've been actually watching the Rehoboam simulation of the characters and not the actual characters. So I'm not sure I agree with that as far as what we have seen so far. Something that you should pay attention to is in the previous season is when people have been in the simulation. And actually, we even saw this in the first episode of this season. Um, they change the aspect ratio. They add black bars on the top. Mm-hmm. So, listen, if, if you've got a really nice TV with great HDR, it's kind of hard to see those bars. But if you've got a really <laughs> shitty TV, um, they really just flash black up at the top uh, <laughs> when they show up, and it's awful. So we're doing season three, episode three, The Absence of Field, directed by – I forgot to write down the director, but written by Dennis T., uh, who was a writer on the Sarah Connor Chronicles as well as Person of Interest. Sarah Connor Chronicles is always one of those shows where everybody is like, it was actually really good. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure, sure, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go back and watch a Terminator television spinoff now at this point in my life, but okay. So I, w- I want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Uh, we normally do this at the end of the episode, but you know what goes better at the beginning? And they've been heroes for us uh, mm-hmm. for a long time. We appreciate each and every one of you. The only reason we are able to put out any content uh, that doesn't sound like anything to me, that's Boars Gorn Swords, that's anything that we've put up on the Patreon as an exclusive, is only available due to the support of our, our patrons. And we thank you. Patreon.com slash Boars Gore Swords. Link, as always, in the show notes. And with that, I'd love to get into the show, but we can't until we know what's happened previously on Westworld. Two Tessa Thompsons is actually the start of a lot of my sexual fantasies. <laughs> also, Tessa Thompson walking confidently into a boardroom. Also, a giant metal AI ball. That's all three. All three of those <laughs> things are very uh, much in my, uh, front of my brain. Uh, every Aaron Paul character might as well be the same Aaron Paul character. He is one of the great er dirtbags of acting. And finally, what is more attractive than a woman bleeding under an overpass? And that was previously on Westworld. Not a lot. Not a lot in that previously on. There's a lot of things to wonder about in this episode, and they're doing a lot of interesting things with it. <laughs> One thing I do want to say, if you're a robot, right. just kill all the humans around you. Don't start fucking building a little family where you're like, oh no, I have to take care of this stupid fucking kid because it was the uh, human that I'm physically based on's child. Like, fucking kick the kid off of a fucking uh, uh, third story window or something. I don't give a shit. Fucking be a robot. Be a robot. So you want me to do that right now, or should I wait till the end of this? No, kick the kid! Right now. Okay, cool. Perfect. He's gone. (laughs) So I'm firmly on team uh, Caleb is a robot. Caleb is definitely a robot. He's 100% a host. This is is actually strange, because it's shown that he has like a robot interface installed in him because of the military. Right. 
So I don't think he's a robot per se. I, I, I don't think he's a host. I think that he is exactly what we think he is. But I think that also this might entirely be in the Rehoboam simulation. We're all just biological machines, Ivan. Whether or not we're in the, <laughs> whether or not we're in the Randy you Bob simulation. And fucking Alex Garland and fucking Lisa T. Joy and Jonathan Nolan all sitting around jerking your little fucking deterministic dicks at each other. Well, you know what? I'm going to make a choice, and the choice is that I'm going to continue podcasting with you about it. <laughs> I, I bet you'd be a lot less angry if you would just accept that that's the only choice that they have is to be this way. I mean, the, really, the only choice I have is to continue doing this podcast. It's not like I can stop. No, that, <laughs> it's it's structurally keeping you alive. A billionaire <laughs> threatened that unless we released an MP3 file once a week for the rest of our lives, it's it's like a very slow, boring version of Crash. That, <laughs> the, the the other one though, the Cronenberg one. I want no, to no, be the Cronenberg one. No, it's the Cronenberg one. No, do you know what I was thinking of? <laughs> no, was, it's the Cronenberg one. No, I was thinking it's the of Cronenberg one. Crank. Ta. <laughs> Very different from Crash. I, I Honestly, I would love to combine David Cronenberg's Crash with the concept of Crank. <laughs> that would be somebodys he's got He's got to get a boner in a car crash every 20 uh, minutes or, to stay alive. Can I ask you, did you see previews on this? Of this episode? Yeah. Did you, like, I, did you see HBO previews? No, I fucking don't watch any previews. If I understood the trailer correctly, David Simon, the creator of The Wire... Is is wrote like an alternate history? Oh, like, plot against America? Yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, know that, that existed. Thing. Oh, you? Oh, that trip? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dave Simon, who uh, just needs to get off Twitter, desperately right. needs to get off Twitter. And I don't. Uh, and I don't say that in a way where I dislike him as an author. I've just realized I need to mute and block him on Twitter yes, so that I don't absolutely. see any of these. There was a thoughts. time when he was when he was arguing with people in my mentions off a of popular tweet. He was oh no. It, yeah, and and I was like, I haven't seen The Wire. I can't. <laughs> Is that why you watched The Wire? Yes. Oh my Literally, god! Literally, I watched it just because David Simon was arguing with people in my mentions, and I'm like, I guess I gotta watch this. If if one of the founders uh, or one of the creators, if of one any of the show foundational... creator starts to argue in my mentions, I will watch at least one episode of your stupid show. Uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be so boned when Shonda rhymes. <laughs> Listen, I love. Uh, are you kidding? Shonda's Shonda's great. Her work might not be for me, except for the parts of Grey's Anatomy that are incredibly hilarious. Fucking, did you ever see when when the the when when the coach from Friday Night Lights guest starred as a bomb defusing expert and he got exploded? No, on screen. It's one of the most hilarious scenes in the entire show because it was building up and it was like, oh, wow, he's really got a lot of uh, chemistry with Meredith Grey. And then and then, literally at the end of the two-part episode, he's just like walking down a hallway with a bomb and he looks back at Meredith Grey and all of a sudden he explodes into pink mist. No. And they've been making pink mist of references for the entire two episodes. And it's like, this is amazing. Oh, my God. I mean, so I assume you're referring to the lead actor. Grey's in, Anatomy. In early edition. Aha, yes, yes, Just that checking. guy, yeah, coach, the the coach from Friday Night Lights. I, I don't understand your football references. I understand early <laughs> edition. Uh, I mean, there's no more football. They canceled the XFL, Ivan. Even the methadone of the, football the is gone. Only that this is this is this is truly my monkey's paw. <laughs> Get rid of all sports. Oh no, it's curling. <laughs> I'd love for some curling. I'd love if we had some curling going. <laughs> so we we open on Charlotte Elizabeth Hale. Uh, uh, and to think, one day we will all be able to print sexy robot celebrities at home. 
I this is so I mean the main mystery that's established this episode is who is inside of Charlotte Hale. Do you have It's fucking Teddy, right? So I mean we don't, we don't know. It is not I known. mean the way I, I, I the way he she interacts uh with uh Dolores would lead me to believe that they have an intimate relationship thus making it Teddy cuz who else could it possibly be that they would be that intimate with each other like i'm gonna assume it's not peter abernathy uh oh my god uh, oh you think it's her could it be peter abernathy yeah and you think she's being (laughs) she's being way too uh touchy-feely with her dad i mean there's there's a lot of different so i i considered it might be it might be clementine it could be teddy Mm -hmm. it could be uh, didn't Clementine get her 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 noggin fucking annihilated, or was that the other lady? It's 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 hard for me to remember with the tertiary characters like that. I'm I'm, I'm sure oh, they died. No, several Clementine times. Clementine was which what uh, Clementine was the not the she was the, like Angela Seraphine. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She got she got fucking annihilated, and she had that weird robot plague in her. Remember? Oh. So there's that. There's also could there's be, the Elon Musk ex uh, uh, ex wife. That one I think that you're thinking Angela Tallulah Riley is. Yes, I know who that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hadn't considered that the affect seemed most similar to Teddy. But I could also see just there's the raw confusion. I mean, Peter Evernet. That, that's such an exciting idea. <laughs> I do appreciate that Tessa Thompson is actually playing it very nervous now yeah i mean what she's a great actress even though this fucking tv show i'm just like all right i'm i'm glad that i didn't (laughs) fuck myself up staying up all night to record for this bullshit there there was there would be nothing more offensive than to see a great actor do an impression of you (laughs) uh uh, listen that that all-star hollywood celebrity twisted biscuit destroyed so many careers be absolutely awful (laughs) charlotte who am i you're a creature of beauty and power. I mean, if it is Teddy, that just seems like an easy way to try and throw him off. Yeah, beauty plus, must be talking about a lady. I don't know. I'd say it's Teddy because of the crying. Because <laughs> Teddy very much seemed like he did not want to be alive and watching Dolores do all this. Teddy always, his whole arc just seemed like he was the son of a senator asked to do something for the first time. And he was just <laughs> like, no, I had, such, right. I had such moral certainty. I, I got to say. Okay. Going from James Marsden to Tessa Thompson is a definite upgrade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, if, if I was him, I'd be like, great, we did it, guys. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> yeah, they – so the person knows who Charlotte Hale is, which I found interesting. Like, I don't know – we don't know how much knowledge she's able to, like, directly transmit to people or, mm. or, or, or what the situation was. I can't call to mind how much – Teddy knew about the backstory at the point the park fell down. So it's, it's an open question for me though. Teddy is the leading is the leading. If anybody else has a strong, strong idea of who it could be, please, please at me on Twitter. I would put the odds at Teddy foremost, then Peter Abernett. (laughs) How do you not know the burps are coming? You're surprised by it every time. My body is a is, is just a, a waste wonderland. Yes, yeah, just a dis, just just a disgusting fucking hole full of chemicals and fluids. So we get we get the Randy Bob machine diagram, and it says we get some coordinates, and it says San Francisco, <laughs> a, a place that is that that intersection on Market. Ah, oh, you're true San Franciscan if you have uh, withdrawn uh, drug money from the Bank of America at that corner. So. 
I, I looked up the coordinates and first off, you should know that the coordinates are what is given to you. If you go to Google maps and type San Francisco comma California. <laughs> so, so that's presumably where they got it, but they gave the exact coordinates and that intersection is market and Van Ness. There is a drug money, uh, bank of America. There mm-hmm. used to be a Honda dealership when you were here. That is now the Honda space. dealership closed down. It moved. It has not gone out of the city. But yes, I had a Honda. I took my Honda there many of time. I have since been to a large technology company party inside of the former Honda dealership. There is God. a Walgreens, and there is an All Star Donuts. That it's like the a great, whole, just a disgusting place that I would never set foot in. Which I don't know if this happened before you left, but they've torn down every building on any side of it so now it's just an all-star donuts that goes vertically up with like a parking lot around it it's incredible that and yeah so if if you have any questions uh there used to be a tech bus pickup at that intersection that they may (laughs) or may not have gone to a lot of times if you have any questions about this intersection there's i've taken buses there munis that's the thing many buses there walked up there uh it's uh the bus stop you have to uh, go on if you are going from uh, the hate to Bob's Donuts up yeah. on Poke. Yeah. Which, by the way, the fact that they opened Bob's Donuts in the hate after I left. Yes. After I left. Um, you, you have to thank Huge them. insult. Huge yeah. insult. You would have never fit on the plane seat leaving. <laughs> Got to get three seats. We see- <laughs> Two for me, one for my donuts. We see Charlotte Hale smoking at her at her company in front of the why do why do all modern architecture in san francisco and futuristic things look like the trans bait the trans terminal building the new one it's just like a weird spaceship they've landed did you notice in the san francisco skyline they don't have the salesforce tower which makes it look less dystopian (laughs) that is weird it, it was so weird. I was, I, they do like one shot of the San Francisco skyline, and it's like, I see the Transamerica build, uh, pyramid. Where, where the fuck is the Salesforce Tower? Oh my God, they got rid of it. It looks less like a Blade Runner hellscape now. That's very strange. I, I, I'm, I'm thrown by that. I'm genu- genuinely thrown. <laughs> they didn't get the money to license the uh, Salesforce uh, Tower from Salesforce. We see Charlotte Hale smoking there, and I am very curious about hosts' sensory experiences and how they integrate, because they seem to enjoy such what, what feel like accidental human tics. Like, I, if I was a robot, I couldn't imagine smoking being interesting. Here's the thing, though. If you were a robot and you could smoke and it didn't have any ill effect on your health, wouldn't you do it all the time to look cool? You would probably acknowledge that I get to look cooler than anybody else. And also, <laughs> exactly. by making it cooler, I, I will be causing the death of my enemies. 100% Tessa Thompson was like, okay, I'm a robot. I can still smoke, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet my new favorite Delos host, uh, Riot Control. Modular Killbot? Yeah. I, okay, modular killbot. I have a lot of uh, 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 feelings about. First of all, do you have to place it at exactly those specific points so that it connects together, or does it give you some weird like a leg is not found error? Uh, uh, what actual weapons does it have? Does it because from what it looked like, it just looked like a pushing robot. And let me tell you. From, from reading years of something awful forums, there is nothing more destructive than a pushing robot. <laughs> what, why are the something awful forums talking about pushing robots? I, uh, listen, there's a lot of stairs. 
I guess of, there is a lot of lot of needs, uh, reasons for to have a pushing robot. I was surprised they didn't take the designs from BattleBot and just have like an early ramp robot that would just trips everybody. Oh, I would love it. And it just has like the flipping platform. Yeah. <laughs> just flips a bunch of protesters over on their side so they can't get up. That's all you would need, just with a with a bulletproof scoop on the front. <laughs> so we discovered that there's someone taking over the company through a series of shell corporations. Microtransactions. Even in the future, they haven't gotten rid of them. I So, like I said, on the second watch through, I got a lot more out of this episode. But I will say that this probably had the worst dialogue i've ever heard yeah wasn't wasn't a lot of this dumb wasn't a lot of this just like people being like hey i've got a file uploaded for you Uh, who uh, comes into a room to announce hey i've sent you a file who first draft transactions not futuristic enough i've got it (laughs) microtransactions (laughs) perfect (laughs) yeah there were a lot of weird moments in this that i was just wow like you couldn't I just imagine they're bringing a first draft that wasn't cliche enough, and they're like, no, remember, we want them to think you're in a simulation. Make it dumber. Did this episode feel like a filler episode to you? I don't think it did, but it definitely felt interstitial. Because that's one of the things about Westworld. I will say that in the previous seasons, I would definitely watch every episode and be like, holy fuck, a lot of stuff happened in there. And, you know... I, I, uh, I, I would not be like, all right, I'll, I'll fucking delay recording this stupid episode because I don't care what's actually happening and nothing of consequence is really going to go down. I do care. And yeah. No, my, my honest guess is that somebody turned in a two-hour draft and they split it over two episodes. And, <laughs> and, and we will know that this is true and this position will be vindicated if the next episode is especially fire. Um, but if it's not good, I mean, it could just not be good, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Caleb and Dolores. The ineptitude of the medics. Okay, I love that the EMTs are like, we gotta wait for the robot to diagnose her. Because <laughs> what that is absolutely a, a, a hilarious future thing if they had to wait for the robot to diagnose her for insurance reasons. Absolutely, you have to limit liability. Exactly. You can't listen. You can't just give somebody medical care. You have to wait for the robot to tell you it's okay. You have to make sure that it's going to be profitable in the long term. Whether <laughs> that that deals with the whether or not they have insurance, and also with whether or not you're going to get sued in the future. That's all that matters. <laughs> also, do the cops have Tesla trucks? No, they just seem like <laughs> off-road vehicles. They, I don't think they're Cybertrucks. That'd be rad. I, I did look at them, and I was like, my God, these things are disgustingly ugly and have way too many angles. Is that a Cybertruck? <laughs> so th- but this does reinforce the, the idea that these types of hosts aren't common outside of the park. Like They, mm-hmm. they weren't like, oh, this is weird, and they're like, This is a robot. lady robot. Yeah, no, no they, were, they were like, I have no idea. I've never come across anything like this before. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the warning that he gets through the Rico app. The pop-ups? Yeah. <laughs> the location-based pop-ups? You'd think the Rico app would know not to give the pop-up to the guy they're about to kill. That's the thing. The, the other one, when it was like, uh, 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 hey, there's a target, and his head popped up, I was like, okay, I would love to talk to the UI designer and be <laughs> like, you should not be showing the profile of the target to the target, guys. It's basic UX. I'm very surprised in an otherwise competent application, if a little campy <laughs> in the design. Not really mine. So, Dolores... This is another line. Every line Dolores has this episode. You're a good man, Caleb, but the less you know about me, the better. 
I mean, is he? She she's very hung up. Her her rubric seems to be made a choice I didn't expect. Good. <laughs> Anything else bad? Yeah. The less you know about me, the better. That has never worked on any man ever. Every man, when told that they they cannot learn more about a woman they want to learn more about, is like, but I want to learn more. Yeah. I, I want to learn more. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> also, I, I I really feel like having the gun strapped to your hand is counterintuitive. I like. I've always wondered about that. The idea that it could like brace on your arm, so you don't have to rely on just like the palm of your hand for support. It seemed it seemed like a cool idea from a weapons perspective, and it it also is just an arbitrary future difference that gave you a feeling that it was sort of futuristic. Does this remind you of any '90s movie future? There's one that the style. It reminds me of every '90s movie future. This is one of the most generic ass fucking, but at the same time stylistic. This feels like they've combined every single fucking weird cyberpunk, like too clean San Francisco aesthetic into one. It specifically reminds me of Demolition Man. Three shells, baby. Yeah, if, if we can really use those three shells right now. <laughs> Just just the feeling of it, where they have so much of the actual cities that they can't hide, but then the futuristic vehicles that are the, uh, are the exact same type of mix of futuristic and now, so they don't seem too foreign. Uh, I also really love the ocean diner that pops up, because first of all, there, there aren't any actual diners left in San Francisco now. Pinecrest, that's it. <laughs> that, yeah, don't go, don't go to Mel's Diner. You're going to think it's a good uh, diner because you hear diner, but it's bad. Yeah, no, that is that is just a tourist museum. Yeah, it's the worst. Did did I ever tell you one time I uh, uh, I was doing mushrooms with a bunch of people and and we got off uh, in the the marina and they were all like, "Hey, let's go to Mel's Drive in." And after five minutes, I was like, "Hey guys, I'm going home." I mean that that's a terrible story, but it seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I had a small amount of piss on my pants because I was trying to piss outside, and then some cops passed by, and I was like, "Oh, I got to get pants up very quickly." <laughs> That's a slightly more interesting story, but still gross. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun time. <laughs> disgusting, though. I'll, I'll have to try and replicate that experience and see if it was <laughs> would, quite as formative for me. I would love to do mushrooms sometime. We have Charlotte Hale and Irene. A, a pregnant lady, which you very rarely see pregnant actresses except when they're like holding like a file folder in front of their belly. I, I'm going to go ahead and let you make that inference. No, I mean, the show has said that, and she has not directly texted me, I am pregnant, and you're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I, I assume that that lady was pregnant that's that's your stance and your stance alone she's listen she's 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 not here to be like no i'm not if she is pregnant which i am not assuming i like that she's pregnant and evil i like <laughs> you very rarely see evil yeah. pregnant women these days no normally it's just like a symbol for you know promise or growth or the future or some creepy <laughs> dude who's gonna like start his own civilization uh but yeah no it's like she's yeah Pregnant women are evil and have terrible time off as well. <laughs> Wait, do you mean terrible time off as in the amount of time off that they get is not good or they're using their time off for evil <laughs> instead of raising their child? Former. <laughs> okay, okay. And that would make him the richest man in the world. A trillion what? dollars. All right, but I feel like with inflation in the future, a trillion is not going to be that impressive. Right, because what what year did we decide this was? 2058? Wasn't it like 2057? Yeah, some, something like that. Where it's like, th I mean, 38 years from now. Well, yeah, first of all, 38 years. The, the, fucking the idea that San Francisco is going to be above water in 38 years is hilarious to me. I mean, I, I have more 
more media concerns. I'm normally <laughs> not the guy who's like, yeah, uh, we shouldn't worry about climate change. But like, if we can burn diesel to stop what's happening right now, go for it. <laughs> See, just goes to show you're not a good eco-fascist at all. <laughs> I'm not at all. I, I still, I've said this before, but reading Red Mars, the character of Anne, who's like, we need to save the planet of Mars from humans, <laughs> even though it's lifeless. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your rocks. <laughs> <laughs> There's people who need to live. So Charlotte Hale keeps getting messages that are just noise. And this is one of those, like, they're supposed to be like, ooh, who's sending it? What's the mystery? I'm like, obviously, they know they're a machine. It's somebody sending something in binary. We're going to figure it out later. Um, it was a little less opaque than that, honestly, when they got around to what the code was of the weird messages she was being yeah, sent. I, I guess it's just, you are my sunshine. Uh, and that's supposed to connect her to fucking, what's his name, Frenchman? Which I feel like, I really feel like she's definitely in the simulation. His name's Kid Sirak. I mean, it's it's very okay. Likely. The fact that the I've I it took me these three episodes to realize why the name Sirak was so weird to, for me to hear, and I was like, oh, the the rappers drink, <laughs> the drink that rappers enjoy, Sirak. I would love if that's an accident. If they're just like so high, fl- they're like we only listen to jazz in the show. No, <laughs> exactly. It's like they have not. They're not going to go get drinks with P. Diddy. No, they absolutely are not. Yeah, Sirac, C- which is is why he's blinging. That's why he's got such a nice house. Um, so Charlotte makes it home. We meet her ex-husband, played by Michael Ely, who recently played a robot on a dumb Fox TV series that got canceled. <laughs> I would love if that is a real connection that they did on purpose. I absolutely would love if every single actor previously played a robot in, a, in another series. I would love if that was an actual through line the casting directors were going with. But I think it was just, hey, Michael Ely is an attractive uh, black man that we compare with Tessa Thompson. Yeah, I don't know about Charlotte Hale's... What? Uh, by the way, they, I feel like they introduced the character of Charlotte Hale with a mystery internal person to really fuck with our ability to use pronouns. <laughs> oh, you're not just going to call her her the entire time and not worry about whether you are misgendering the inner personality of a female-bodied robot? I, mean, I, I am concerned about it. <laughs> are you trying to figure out whether the robot is cis or not? That's what I want to know, yes. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm going to say that when the robots are trying to destroy mankind and take over, I, I don't think you need to be that concerned with their sexual identification. Honestly, these robots ain't even fucking. Maybe these robots only do like a light calling and the, those who are like nice and respected their programs get to live. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, Jake, how the fuck did you get up here? No, I'm not the biggest believer that Charlotte is in a a, a, a computer, but this feels like the kind of thing they would have put in there to try and trick her up. You, you forgot to pick up our son again. The minute he said that, I was like, not another fucking kid. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm single. I don't have any fa- fucking direct family to care about. Uh, fucking, I just want to watch other sad single people without kids in science fiction situations. And especially when we already had a storyline just focus entirely on the, the torn father-son relationship. We don't need another son. We, yeah, we have another fucking mother-daughter relationship to fucking focus on. It's like, we got enough of this with fucking Maeve. I don't care about fucking whether or not she's going to protect this stupid meatbag kid. Fucking toss him out the window for all I care. It also reminded me of season one when one of the theories was that Charlotte was actually Charlie 
and that Bernard was her father because they were the only two black characters. <laughs> uh, not a good uh, hypothesis by those fans. No, not a good hypothesis, but also, like, why remind me of it? Why, why do we need Charlotte to have a kid? And do, do you know the, what I missed? There the first? aren't any. I missed oh, that. Elephants are extinct. Cool, cool, cool. I missed that the first time through. So when we see the elephants at the Mirage in season two, like those are the only manifestation of elephants that anybody can see on the planet. Ah, uh, that's okay. See, that's that's I, I I feel like if we're going to get any sort of worlds in the future, we're going to get Zoo World where we can see cloned extinct animals in their in their uh, pseudo natural habitats. What about Land World, where in our floating zoo, it just shows it what it's like to live on land. <laughs> oh, man, I can't afford Land World. Too many clams. <laughs> so we find out that he met a friend at the park, Tommy. Tommy let me pet his dog, which is going to come back later, and it's not going to be cool. But you're not my mommy. Uh, the kid already read the episode a synopsis. So we have both Cal, Caleb, and Nathan doubting... With, with, like with the relationships. Okay, so of, so of, with with Caleb's mom though, it's because she has Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. I agreed with people the, when I saw the episode the first time, but then I remembered I was watching Westworld, <laughs> and the show's not good. It's I, not a good show. It is a great show. It is the best <laughs> show on television. I'm, I'm confused by people who don't watch it twice and then understand how good it is. I want my old mommy back. And you aren't doing it right. There's so much. Also, above his desk, he has what looks like a paper robot just stapled above his desk, which, of course, would make sense because his mom works for Delos, and they have little robots like that. So Yeah, like she would come home and be like, hey, let me tell you about all of the people who fucked the robots today, kid. Yeah, and he'd be like, yay, because kids love <laughs> robots. This was an inside job. Loose change ruined the phrase inside job for the rest of time. <laughs> It is. Did you watch Loose Change when it was? No. New? Why would I? I know that the government allowed 9-11 to happen because of their general incompetence, but they didn't specifically make it happen. I remember where I was. I remember watching Loose Change. Like, I think somebody suggested it literally in World of Warcraft or something. <laughs> I'm not joking. That sounds like a joke that I would make. And I might put that in a future sitcom that I write. But that is a real thing that happened. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch this random thing. Didn't know who any of the people were. And I was like convinced by it for like 30 seconds. There's like, <laughs> I, there was a moment because they claimed that a B-52 ran into, this is, it's so weird that this is the detail, but I just remember they claimed that a B-52 ran into a skyscraper and did almost no damage. And I was like, that's like, I know how much a B-52 weighs. That's wrong. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, it was a B-25, which is like a <laughs> tiny little single single engine, like Cessna looking thing. And it was like, oh, these guys didn't do any fact checking. These guys yeah, are dumb. Just, they're just pulling <laughs> Those shit guys out of their were butts. Just dumb. <laughs> right. So it was I literally was like, wow, that's crazy. And then I Wikipedia'd B twenty five running into thing. And I was like, oh yeah, never mind. That's not Yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly. This is people are dumb and fucking everybody's trying to make up conspiracies when the truth is the most disturbing conspiracy of them all. <laughs> You should be a writer for Westworld. <laughs> Can't afford me. <laughs> you're, you're not my mommy. So it appears we have a leak. Delos needs to find and destroy the missing brain pearls. I like host control units much more than brain pearls. I'm throwing that out there. Also, I really love when the guy was like, we need to find them and destroy them. And Charlotte Hale was like, ew, ew. <laughs> 
Also, like she's their boss, and she could just crush their heads between the palms of her hand. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> Brompton's not going to do any damage. The fact that I looked up his name was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. So fucking uh, the robots do self harm now. Look at look at what you guys did. You took perfectly good robots and made them self harm. So so does this remind you of anything from the second season? Yeah, weren't the, a bunch of the robots fucking killing themselves for some reason? So it specifically reminds me of Peter Delos, who, of course, never took to the host body that he was planted into and self-harmed a lot in mm-hmm. a very similar way that I think we're supposed to be remembering. Now, I don't think this is Peter Delos, but as I'm saying it out loud, I kind of think it's Peter Delos. Uh, all right, you're putting him in the pool? Yeah, Peter Delos <laughs> is in the pool, guys! <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Okay, so Dolores is definitely going to die, and fucking Teddy Charlotte is going to go crazy. Dolores is going to die. Teddy Charlotte. I don't. I don't think Dolores. I think Dolores is too. She has to make it to the last season of the show. Or I would say that it looks like she dies, but like she actually like uploaded her intelligence to the cloud. I'm waiting for them to do an upload the intelligence to the cloud, and then like somebody answers the phone, and you hear Evan Rachel Wood's voice, and you're supposed to be like, "Oh wow, she's a fully digital consciousness now." Well, I mean, literally the end of the second season was them using a laser cannon to upload every all the host consciousness and guest <laughs> consciousness uh, somewhere, which they talk about later because Dolores is the mm-hmm. only one who has a key to that. Um, so it's already happened. We're, we're already going to come across it. That's that's written in stone. You, you can If you can find a place to bet on that with more than even odds, I would take it. So Charlotte's carved some weird symbols into herself. I have no idea what they are. Uh mm-hmm. I feel like that that was just like the general outline of like robot parts or like bone structure or something. Maybe. I I mean, just knowing the show, I feel like we're going to see that symbol more and more later. It it reminded me, honestly, of like the side of a vehicle or some sort of logo. Um, I'm very curious to see if that pays out in any way. I I do. It it is heartbreaking. Like, tell me we'll be able to be ourselves. And then they spoon. Uh, You belong to me like an object. She didn't say that. You added that. (laughs) <laughs> that, I I took what I inferred from that. I, I don't I don't think that's true. I mean, the fact that she has not given this host um, the ability to make their own decisions, she still has the ability to you know do the seesaw motor functions. She has powers over this person. Mm-hmm. She's not given them the key to their own freedom. So yeah, she does own them. She's Dolores. I hate to say it, not a great person. <laughs> Although, isn't it beautiful to see two strong bisexual robots cuddling on television? It is. And listen, it's still progress even if they're not good. Evil robots need even more representation than good robots. They have so much more ground to cover. So Caleb walks out, gets a Rico notification, goes talk to his mom, brought her her favorite books. Thank you. You're a good boy. Who are you? So again, completely reads his dementia. And that he's not actually her son. <laughs> I believe both. Also, yeah. there seems to be a distinction between he goes by Caleb, but she calls him Cal, which nobody else does. I don't know if that's going to play into anything later. So fucking these two goons come up and are like, hey, we're going we're gonna to rough you up and take you in because we're stronger than you. Clyde and Estefan, which again, why did I look them up? And I really wanted Construction Bot to save him. I I really wanted Construction Bot to do something. I was like, is Construction Bot going to push this guy? Are we going to get a pushing robot? I said that they were deadly. And and, and we did not get it at all. He just kind of no, walks the, up. The pushing robot got pushed. 
Yeah, he's like, just coming in for a hug, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, and we find out that Caleb has basically a fucking uh, a USB interface in his uh, upper palate. Yeah, I, I don't like how that works. I, don't, I hope that's something that we demonstrated once and don't have to show anymore. I, do, I don't like like the idea of a needle just going into the top of your... <laughs> ah. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get your uh, wisdom teeth taken out? Uh, I, I, got, I got a paramolar taken out. It's close. <laughs> so, yeah, they shoot him up, and they have a simulated torture device. Bluetooth waterboarding. It's yeah, very he fucking, exciting. Yeah, he, he gets access to his internal uh, uh, interface and uh, turns his heartbeat all the way up. So, the robot walks up, gets pushed over, and then Dolores shows up. I hate and I'm right here. Uh, saves him. You've mentioned that before. I'm going to say it works on me every time. <laughs> I love an I'm right here. It's it's a good time to cheer. You cheer when you're watching shows, right? I mean, I mostly watch a lot of anime where I'm yelling like fucking Kudapika beat his ass. But yeah. In, in 2020, still with the anime? Yes! I fucking, that's my job, buddy! Oh my God. Get everybody go watch Beastars! Get a, get a job watching the Criterion channel. <laughs> so Dolores shows up, saves him, gives Caleb her name. Let me buy you breakfast. It's San Francisco. You're getting brunch. You're absolutely getting brunch. There's a very few number of places that are true. That just do breakfast? Yeah, and, and that's not where you're going to end up. Mm. So Charlotte wakes up um, and meets with Brompton. This was overlooked in the initial logs, and it's the message to Charlotte's son, who is, yeah, you are my sunshine, which is the least copyrightable song that you can sing to a child. Is that true? <laughs> I feel like there has to be a reason why that song shows up so many times as like something that fucking oh. stupid parents uh, sing to their kids in TV. So I have to assume it's a copyright thing where like the copyright on it is fucking public domain or something. Because who in 2057 is going to be singing You Are My Sunshine to their fucking child? They're going to be singing like Big Ol' Freak. The, yeah, that makes so much sense. That's why everybody's yeah. singing either You Are My Sunshine or Immigrant Song. <laughs> or Big Ol' Freak, the oh. only three songs <laughs> that, that you're allowed to talk about. Uh-huh. So Charlotte sees uh, Thomas, our boy Thomas, mm-hmm. not our boy, uh, grooming okay, Nathan. First of, all, first of all, I thought that that was going to be like a, 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 like a corporate espionage guy, not a pedophile. <laughs> I did not expect the pedophile angle at all. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's how they get you. You never expect the pedophile. <laughs> also, by the way, that dog didn't do shit. No, the, no, the dog got petted. It's a very nice dog. <laughs> I'm honestly upset that you called the dog into question just now. <laughs> that dog didn't do anything to protect its pedophile owner. Do you think the dog is just waiting for an opportunity to get out of there the entire time? Absolutely. He's not there <laughs> under his own consent. And his reaction... Yeah, so fucking- uh, uh, Charlotte snaps a pedophile. Uh, she chokes a pedophile to death uh, outside of a playground, which I, I I feel like in a public San Francisco playground, especially in 2057, there's going to be enough cameras around who have seen you choke a pedophile to death. No, the first thing she says when she walks up is nice of you to disable oh, the cameras. Oh, you disabled all me. the cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With her, with, he, right. he pulls the, the. Yeah, okay. And then keep in mind, at San Francisco, everybody there hates confrontation. Nobody was happy. <laughs> Also, at a certain point, they're just like, is that a homeless person? Ew. They're like, ah, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's completely believable. This clock. <laughs> so but there's also she, as she is being violent, she's like, I would stop. But doing this is helping me remember who I am. And uh, the, which made me think, oh, Teddy, violent Teddy. 
Yeah, a violent Teddy. Possible. Yeah. So Dolores and Caleb at the diner. Here's the thing, Ivan. Uh, They're at the place where he had one of the worst memories of his life. Perhaps his core memory? <laughs> How do you know every detail of my worst fucking memory? I read your Tumblr. <laughs> There's nothing scarier than a woman who can see your cookies. I don't know if that's literal or a euphemism. <laughs> I think it's both sometimes. These Depending are, on how much you value your cookies. These are terribly overbaked. <laughs> <laughs> don't shame me. So strawberry mil- milkshakes are incredible, and I will never forgive the show for col- conflating the image of a strawberry milkshake Fucking with vomit. Strawberry milkshake is the only way to d- take in strawberries, frankly. It's so good. It's so goddamn good. So... She tells Caleb that Randy Bob has all of everyone's data mm-hmm. to make a, a composite of him. It's not about who you are, Caleb. It's about who they let you become. You're going to kill yourself in 10 to 12 years. Well, better get on the antidepressants for the next 10 to 15. But also, this is interesting. They're suggesting the machine isn't just telling the future. The machine is taking steps... Towards a deterministic future that works in its favor. Okay, I'm not sure whether the machine is supposed to be actively working or or like if it's working towards some goal provided to it or it's just, you know, what's actually happening in some countries right now where they're like, we're going to start giving everybody a social credit score (laughs) and they need a machine to take uh, all that data in. Because we see, we see the social, we see on the fucking, uh, when she's uh, flipping past, uh, his social score, children not approved. Listen, the state can't make you pull out. Uh, apparently they can. <laughs> Some guy, you're about to come and, and just a, a SWAT team kicks into the walls and pulls you out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the kind of birth control I'm looking for from a government. <laughs> just too much government intervention. But, I mean, actually, what it made me think about is, I mean, when you have people in power, you have oligarchs. Part of the reason they love the status quo is because they know how to make money on the status quo. That's how they became oligarchs. So if you have a future where you know how the system works, um, one of the things you want to do is make sure the system keeps working that way. So even if it's just the most high-level version of, of maintain the order of the current universe so that our machine can predict it in a way that we can monetize, I, I think it would work. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, they put you in a cage. Cyber cage. I actually really enjoy the parallels that we're seeing. So even when they show him the, the, the tablet that has his own life, it calls back to so Felix and Sylvester showing Maeve her tablet mm-hmm. with how her code runs. And Listen, man, we're all just hosts. Yes, we're all just biological machines. <laughs> Finally, people listened to this podcast and wrote a season based on it. But the, <laughs> but the parallels between the life that he's living um, and, and the life of the actual host makes me think that he is not a host. He's in just, a, I feel like he has to be in a simulation because they're kind of harping on it so much. I love that you're you're just like, no, he's not a host. He's in a simulation. It's completely different. The first real thing that happened to me in a long time because he's inside a simulation. (laughs) Well, which is true in the sense of somebody defied the machine, but also, you know, I mean, and Dolores is real because we're Westworld fans. (laughs) Exactly. She's the protagonist, which makes her real. The, The one that threw me is when he goes, well, I'm a dead man either way. That's true of everybody all the time. 
<laughs> okay, so you think he's dead and his personality is trapped in the simulation or what? Uh, that is that is high on my list, but this is a very even race in my head between mm-hmm. uh, him being dead and trapped in a simulation, him being dead and in a host body as part of a military experiment that hasn't been expounded on, um, or him being a real person and then drawing parallels between his human life controlled by the machine and the lives of the hosts in Westworld. So, that, I mean, that's a three-way race for me. I could go on any side of that. Mm-hmm. So we go back from there to Charlotte watching the Nathan video on repeat. I'm sorry I didn't treat you like the most important thing. And now I realize that none of it even matters. Yeah, welcome to creating professional branded content for a living. <laughs> she, 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 they then have the scene that is in every futuristic movie with self-driving cars. Okay, did you... Did you get the subtitle that told you the name of the song that was playing during that time? Doomed by Moses Summers. (laughs) I feel like that is the most ominous subtitle that you could possibly put in there. (laughs) It was incredibly ominous. I was very thrown by that. Yeah, and instead of anything uh, terrible happening, she gets brought to Ciroc's uh, tastefully appointed Mexican villa. You say that now, but I I bet on a long enough arc that doomed... (laughs) <laughs> subtitle pays off i mean to be fair on a long enough arc everyone's doomed right it, it's like caleb was saying i'm a dead man either way <laughs> the assistant gives her a, a, a cyber glasses a, i was gonna say ar glasses cyber glasses oh is yeah and uh, at one point in the episode uh, uh dolores puts in a fucking ar uh, contact lens yeah yeah that's that's a good point but so the assistant who just from IMDb is named Martel walks up. Hello, Charlotte. Took you long enough. Puts the AR glasses on her. And then we've got some more teasing of Ciroc. And we learned that Ciroc had an arrangement with Charlotte Hale. And this is why she was working so hard to get the data out of the park. Yeah, in apparently all of season she two. is the mole. Yeah, apparently she mm-hmm. is the mole in the company, which, you know what? I mean, we're, we're going to find out if she has free will because <laughs> she might have to behead herself right there. And the encryption key, key is, of course, inside the head. And of uh, having said all of that, Vincent Castle uh, disappears in a puff of smoke. Yeah, I, as like smoke in the bottle of Ciroc that he is. And that is. That do, is do you want to know my rea- exact reaction that I wrote three. down to the end of this episode? Okay. Please do. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I was I, just like, oh, okay, God. that's how you ended the episode. All right. So I rewatched, obviously, the whole first and mm-hmm. second season before we started podcasting for the third season. And as the second season was happening, I was like, oh, wow, there's this is all over the place, but there's some really high highs, but doesn't fair, feel as cohesive. And then I rewatched it, you know, all at once with the first season. And I fucking loved it. And this is just a show that, like, it's it's one big yeah. long movie. And episodes like this are going to exist because, yeah, because they're like, well, we're setting up nobody, the next hour and not it, treating fucking, it. There's only one company that realizes that you have to drop every single episode of your stupid thing at once. And it's the best company in the world, baby. Hulu on FX. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, it's I've I've heard... Um, Lauren describing this show to people and they're like, yeah, like, should I watch it? And she's like, I think you should just wait to the end <laughs> yeah. of the season and then watch it all at once yeah, because exactly. that's the best I'm way to watch I'm, shows. I'm livid that I have, that there's three episodes of devs that I can't watch right now. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what no, I'm doing. Absolutely, I'm just, just waiting wait, for the rest wait of it for to the come next up. three weeks. I would do the same thing if I did not have a yeah. huge crush on the lead actress. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's season three, episode three of Westworld. Thank you guys so much for supporting us, uh, for giving us. <laughs> Hopefully, we're helping you out a little bit in this it's these weird, strange times. Lie, man. Um, you. Uh, mm-hmm. We appreciate you guys listening to it. And you know what? If you guys could leave a review of doesn't sound like anything to me, we would very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It helps it get out to more people. And yeah, we'd be excited about that. You can find us on Twitter at Boars Gore Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter. And you can find at Red Ivan on Twitter underscore at Red underscore Scott. See ya. Bye.